Can you guys hear me? Uh, yes, I can hear you. Awesome. There's something wrong with my camera on my laptop, so you're not going to see my beautiful face today. And we are also doing this live on Clubhouse. Dun, da, da, da. We're just doing all kinds of things today. How's everybody? Doing great. Awesome. Are you guys all on Clubhouse yet? Yes. Awesome. Hey, Tom. Hey, Brittany. Hey, Greg on Clubhouse. Can you hear me, Greg? Greg, Greg, Greg. Josie, Ely, can you guys hear me? Okay. Hmm. Bear with me, guys. Just trying to get the technical. Hi. Okay, perfect. Great. All right. We're going to rock and roll. Welcome, everybody, to the Rockstar Book Club. We do this every month. We have a book. The books are all listed on my website. And we've been doing this, I think, this is our fourth year. And for everyone that's joining on Clubhouse, this is a recorded, we're recording this simultaneously on Zoom. And um, we need to repeat that a bunch of times on Clubhouse because those are the rules of Clubhouse. So today we're going to talk, we, we took a really different path <laughs> than our normal as far as it's not about selling, it's not about time management, it's not about prospecting. What, is, what was this month's book about? Breathing. Breathing. I'm curious to know if anyone read the book. Did anyone read the book either on Zoom or Clubhouse? Uh, yes, for sure. I actually jumped on because I had read it about six months ago and loved it. It sort of took me down a path of a bunch of other books that I wanted to jump on. So did you, um, what did you think about it? Did you immediately go and then start doing the breathing exercises that he uh, had in the book? Like what happened? Like I haven't, I literally finished the book like five minutes ago and I didn't do any, I haven't practiced any of the breathing exercises. So I'm, I'm behind probably you. So tell me about, did you, what happened? Did you, did you do the breathing exercises and start changing your breathing? Um, so I had been interested in breathing for a while, just from just exercising and things like that. And then found everything he said to be super interesting. And so I tried just a few things. Um, so maybe one of the weirder things he talks about had had the biggest impact for me. So I didn't really do breathing exercises so much, but the mouth taping as, as like bizarre as that sounded has been, I, I mean, it's, I feel like I'm not exaggerating to say it's been life-changing. Um, and it sort of op opened my eyes to like a lot of what's possible. Um, and so it really, so for me, anything you can do that has no real negative consequence is always interesting. So in what I mean by negative consequence, I just mean, um, if it's something that uh, is just hard or uncomfortable, that's fine. But if it's not like a, a pill with a side effect or a surgery or whatever, um, that, that interests me. So, uh, I tried it. I, I still do it to this day, every night, like I sleep a thousand times better uh, by doing it. And um, 
it just led me to read a bunch of other books on breathing um, that are super interesting. Scott Carney is a great author to check out. He's got a book called The Wedge. Um, he's got What Doesn't Kill Us is another book. Those are two great books. Um, and then it got me into this, uh, the, the Wim Hof method. Uh, Wim Hof's another interesting guy. Scott Carney talks about him a lot, but I, I didn't enjoy Wim Hof's book. He's a little too arrogant, but um, I, I just find this stuff fascinating. I am so excited that you are here. I, I'm sorry, it does, your name is not on the sorry, screen. Sorry, uh, John Lividitis. Uh, I run wow. a commercial real estate brokerage firm in Denver. Great, John. Thank you so much. And, and I, yeah. again, I, I apologize, everyone. Apologize to everyone. Something's wrong with my camera. I wish I, I have a T-shirt on. I wanted to show you guys today. It says, "My weekends are all booked." <laughs> get it booked so but um so i'm so happy you are here john because you could talk about this like you know i'm i'm listening to this book and the reason i picked the book is i'm a big follower of jesse itzler and of sure. course jesse itzler is all about the wim hof breathing method right yep and, yep. and my friend adam lipkin who's in commercial real estate has been doing the wim wim hof breathing method and I said, okay, well, in 2021, we're going to do a book on breathing because it's, it is this hot new topic. And, you know, if you can be healthier while we're doing real estate, that's a good thing. But some of the fascinating things, so I don't think I snore, but I, now that you've said you've, you're going to do, you did that with your mouth, I'm going to try that and see, but how about the, um, how about the information that kids with, um, Kids with ADHD, let's see, where's the quote in the book? Um, hold on. That, um, let's see, hold on, hold on. 50% of the kids with ADHD were shown to no longer have symptoms after their adenoids and tonsils were removed. Like, what? That, that, did you, do you remember, do you remember reading that? I do. And, you know, I, who knows where this sort of rabbit hole goes, but I'm infinitely intrigued by it. And it sort of ties together ideas of like meditation or yoga or, you know, all these things that sort of everybody sees as benefits and we see as sort of separate things. Um, I, you know, there's just, who knows? I, again, I'm no expert, but, but I just believe breathing just is obviously fundamental. Like we don't live without it. I've noticed the effects of breathing on, you know, if you're stressed, you can breathe to relax. If you're um, exercising, you can breathe to go further. Like there, there's obviously these connections. So I, you know, just from like a optimization standpoint, you just figure, God, if I could just get better with this, I, even if it has a slight effect, um, it, it would be great, right? If on a stressful day, I know how to calm myself down or if, I mean, it's just the same reason I think people get into meditation sort of mindfulness and how to like recenter yourself or you know quiet down the noise or whatever it may be I think breathing plays into that yeah I mean how about the whole and I'm jumping all around everyone and, and if anyone else has read the book and wants to jump in please but how about the book how about the, this this idea some cultures ate nothing but meat while others were mostly vegetarian some relied primarily on homemade cheese others consumed no dairy at all 
Their teeth were almost always perfect. Their mouths were exceptionally wide, nasal apertures broad. They suffered few, if any, cavities and little dental disease. So he talks in the book that our ancestors who chewed, that who chewed a lot had better health. And then once we started getting into the softer foods, the mushy foods where we weren't chewing enough, and it was then, it closed our nostrils and our, our passageways. And then that is what caused um, us to start having more difficulties breathing. I, you know, I learned something years ago where um, I, I had read something that if you have a hard time falling asleep at night, or if you could fall asleep and then wake up and you're, and you're like trying to get back to sleep, it's, I think it's called the four, five, six method or the five, six, seven method where you're supposed to breathe in like four seconds, hold it for five seconds, and then breathe out for six seconds. And I will tell you that if I do that, I cannot get through four of them and I'm asleep. So, and, but, it, but it is interesting that the breathing out is longer than the breathing in. That, and, and he talks about that. And I mean, at the end of the book, when he's talking about, you know, carbon dioxide, John, what the heck? What were you thinking when you were reading about that? It, I, honestly, all these things just open these little doors of interest. Like I didn't buy any of it per se, but I was intrigued by it. And it really led to me reading and looking into a bunch of other stuff since then. So I feel like I know more now and a lot of these dots start to connect. But if you get into like Wim Hof breathing, which is very different and it's not relaxing. It's really more hyperventilating, but it, it is all about the fact that exhaling carbon dioxide is more important than inhaling oxygen. And he, he gets way into that and explains to you how you can hold your breath. Like you can, the idea of holding breath in really isn't how you oxygenate your bodies. In other words, like if you blow out, you can still hold your, he can like Wim Hof can hold his breath for like whatever, five minutes, right. but with no air in his lungs because he can oxygenate his blood. So it's really about exhaling carbon dioxide, which allows your body to absorb oxygen. So I, I just find this stuff fascinating. fascinating. I don't like it just sort of opened the door, that message sort of opened the door and got me thinking and looking more into it and, and just curious. Um, I mean, one thing that I found Incredibly Have you been on our book club calls before, John? First time. Oh I've, so I've listened to the podcast of the book, book calls. I actually enjoy them, but I'm, I'm, this is where I struggle with Clubhouse too, is just uh, I sort of like things on my time yeah. <laughs> versus yeah. like a scheduled time. Um, yeah. But when I saw the book, I mean, honestly, I read it or listened to it uh, six, seven months ago. So mid-pandemic. And I've been sort of obsessed since then. So I've read like six, six, six books after that around breathing and, and things like that. Um, so I, when I saw it come up, I was like, I, I want to jump on because it, it really was, it had an impact on me. Like it sort of yeah. um, got me down this rabbit hole pretty far. Oh my gosh. So Greg, so yeah, Greg's going to, wait, wait one second, Greg. So now Greg's going to speak and he's speaking from Clubhouse. So uh, Chloe, if you can hear him on Zoom, raise your hand. Okay, go ahead, Greg. Sorry. Um, and, and so I've, I've read it. Um, I finished it. Um, I and, you know, I actually tried to use, I, I'm out breathing. I always have it. You know, I hear about it at night. Like, so, um, 
then started a running routine doing like the CQ5K program. So I started using the you know breathing through my breathing through my nose and out through my mouth, and you know I noticed an immediate benefit. It was you could I just had more stamina, energy, even just running thirty minutes, and it was abbreviated thirty minutes. I, I never really thought about. I, I always thought you know, breathing through my nose was going to give me some sort of, you know, lack of oxygen. And, and ultimately, it actually made the opposite. It was the opposite effect for me, which is kind of crazy to think about all that. It was, so it was the opposite. Hey, John, can you hear yeah. Greg? I can. I can. Okay, great. Okay, much better. All right. So, so it was the opposite effect for you. Correct. Did you read the whole book? Yes. What did you think about? What do you think about the carbon dioxide thing? <laughs> well, see, that's what I, it's it's interesting to me because it, we look at we kind of look at our bodies and we're now we're looking at everything seems to be kind of seems to be a muscle, and you're able to practice and you're able to build stamina pretty much through anything. I, I never really thought about breathing. Um, you know, and, and, and conditioning your, your lungs, you know, similar to the way that you would condition your own, you know, your, your, your muscles when you're working out. And, and that's what, that's kind of how I was able to, what I gained most for the book is that you, this is something that we can learn. We can train ourselves to, to, to improve our breathing, which ultimately improves our well being and, and, you know, as, as obviously multiple effects and benefits you know, throughout the course of your life. So the carbon dioxide thing for me was, was probably the most shocking. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah. it kind of makes, it kind of makes sense. I mean, you know, he makes a pretty strong case as to, you know, you don't need more oxygen, you need less and you need more carbon dioxide. So um, I, I find this book really was fascinating to me. And I'm, I'm, I'm kind of, I do geek out. I'm kind of the scientist science of all of this stuff and how it correlates and, you know, how oxygen impacts your brain and how it generates the, you know, different, different hormones. And I mean, it's. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to, so I'm going to read a little bit. So right nostril is a gas pedal. When you're inhaling primarily through this channel, circulate through this channel, circulation speeds up. Your body gets hotter and cortisol levels, blood pressure, and heart rate all increase. This happens because breathing through the right side of the nose activates the sympathetic nervous system, the fight or flight mechanism that puts the body in a more elevated state of alertness and readiness. Breathing through the right nostril will also feed more blood to the opposite hemisphere of the brain, specifically to the prefrontal prefrontal cortex, which has been associated with logical decisions, language, and computing. Inhaling through the left nostril, like who the hell ever knew this? <laughs> Inhaling through the left nostril has the opposite effect. It works as a kind of a brake system to the right nostril's accelerator. The left nostril is more deeply connected to the parasympathetic nervous system, the rest and relax side that lowers blood pressure, cools the body and reduces anxiety. Left nostril breathing shifts blood flow to the opposite side of the prefrontal cortex to the area that influences creative thought, 
and plays a role in the formation of mental abstractions and the production of negative emotions. So, oh my, so John, now we know that John is closing his mouth at night so he can sleep better and it's been life-changing. Have you tried doing the right versus left nostril for certain times of negotiations? <laughs> I have not. And that's where, honestly, it starts to lose me a little bit. It, it seems so nuanced. Um, and I, I honestly think there's so much to be gained, but, and I kind of get it and I'm intrigued by it. I mean, you hear about, you know, it's really interesting to read about um, like these uh, monks and uh, like these Tibetan monks and people who have like used breathing techniques to the point where there's people out there who can like heat one finger, right? Like they could control their breath to the point where they like elevate the temperature in one little part of their body. And it kind of just shows the end of the line, which is like what is possible um, but that to me is like too abstract. Like, you know, I feel like I'm 70 steps away from trying to figure that part of it out. Um, you know, if I could just breathe better, <laughs> I'd be happy. Yeah. And, and they're talking about, so this, uh, he says prayer heals, especially when it's practiced at 5.5 breaths a minute. So what is, um, what is his recommendation? Which one of you guys, it, it's something about five. Do you, do you remember? I, I don't remember because I, I listened to it really. I literally re listened to this book in the last 24 hours to get ready for today. But what was it? Five something, five breaths in or five. Do you remember? I thought it was five seconds in, five second hold, five second out. But I've heard so many different things that I could be confusing it. I don't know, in my opinion, I don't know that it matters. I think if you're doing anything where you're consciously breathing, you're, you're helping. And, and I think any which way that happens where you're actually focused on deeper, not. So I think what you start to notice is that you, you will breathe very shallow and right. it's not really healthy. So just anything that gets you breathing deeply, which goes back to Greg's comment, which is it is a muscle. It is exercise. You do get better at it. You don't breathe deeply. Uh, you likely don't breathe deeply as you should because you're not paying attention. And the more you sort of practice it, the better your breathing becomes. I, I found also super interesting the idea that if with the idea of taping your mouth or whatever, the more you breathe through your nose, the more you're hardening that soft tissue, which opens airways. So it's got this um, sort of exponential effect where over time, you're actually just better at breathing through your nose and that we've become such mouth breathers that we've softened the tissues around our nasal passage so that we have more difficulty um, breathing through our nose. So it's, it's like this whole thing that I found interesting in that in the book about how our mouths have shrunk, how our tissues have gotten softer, how, how we've just basically moved away and not worked on this part of ourselves. Um, that's super obviously fundamental and important. I mean, if there's two things, it's our diet and our breathing that, you know, obviously dictate how we, how we operate. Oh yeah. And I mean, I, so I, meaning to the, brings new meaning to the phrase, we're getting soft. We're getting soft. Right. We, yeah. And we are. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The, I have, um, my, my, my maid of honor in my wedding dentist, her husband's a dentist, her son is in dental school and her daughter is in med school. Tom, Thomas, I'll come to you in a second. And um, I, I'm listening to it. And as they start talking and you get further in the book, the whole, the whole thing with dentistry. And it, it was, I, it was fascinating. I'm going to, I'm going to read two quotes and then Thomas, I'm going to come to you. 
Breathe normally through the nose and hum any song or sound. Practice this for at least five minutes a day, more if possible, and it will change your life. So breathe normally through the nose and hum any song or sound. And then he says, he noticed that the patients in the worst health all seem to breathe far too much. The more they breathed, the worse off they were, especially those with hypertension. So, so Thomas, did you read the book? Wait, hold on. I'm going to unmute you. Okay. Unmute yourself. There you go. Did you read it? I have not finished it. Um, I, I'm probably about three hours into it. Um, and the couple of things, like for me, when I was in the military, um, we were taught to do what's called box breathing. So box breathing is you breathe in for four seconds, hold for four seconds, let out for four seconds, and um, hold empty for four seconds. This releases uh, or prevents your body from going into the fight or flight syndrome. Um, and then I used to be a uh, professional fighter too. So one of the things that I noticed when I was training and fighting would be like, I would just like naturally hold my breath. And of course you gas out, right? So what I would do is I would smile consciously. Tom, Thomas, we lost you, bud. Okay, come back, sir, when you speak up when uh, we can hear you again. Uh, I'm going to read another quote from the book. By the way, uh, for those of you on Clubhouse, we are talking, we are participating in the Rockstar Monthly Book Club. I have a Zoom call going on. The Clubhouse is being um, recorded. Uh, and I apologize for those in the Zoom. There's something wrong with my camera. Otherwise, I would be on camera because I would want you to see my really cool shirt that says my weekends are all booked. Get it? Booked. All right. So here's another quote. The most efficient breathing rhythm occurred when both the length of the respirations and total breaths per minute were locked in to a spooky symmetry. 5.5 second inhales followed by 5.5 second exhales, which works out almost exactly to 5.5 breaths a minute. Ooh, that is spooky. Ooh, that's spooky. <laughs> this was the same pattern of the rosary. So you Catholics in the room, rosary. The results were profound even when practiced for just five to 10 minutes a day. I have seen patients transformed by adopting regular breathing practices and patterns. So there you go, 5.5 second inhale, 5.5 second exhale. If you do that for five to 10 minutes a day, he says it'll change your life. So John, when you, when you, what do you use to block your mouth at night? Like duct tape? Um, so I actually, I, no, no, no. Uh, and I actually wrote it down because I thought it would come up because I, I, I've become this sort of like, 
it feels weird when I say it, but I, like I tell everybody about it. And then the next thing they always ask me if I'm using duct tape or what I'm using, um, go on Amazon, 3M Micropore paper tape. It's like surgical tape, super cheap. It's like nine bucks for a box of 12. I think 12 rolls would get me through like five years. Um, you know, you use like a few inches uh, at a time. So uh, I use, it's like basically surgical tape and it, and it sticks uh, to skin well and it sticks when it's even a little moist. And right now I'm shaven, but I've had a huge beard through the whole pandemic. And I feel like if I could endure it with facial hair, then uh, anything else is pretty easy, but it wasn't, it, it hasn't been that big of a deal. Um, and I think the key, well, for anybody on zoom that can see is like sticking it just to your lips, basically. Um, you don't have to like tape over your whole mouth. Basically what it does is just, you would have to make some effort to bring your lips apart, which you still could. Um, and you probably could breathe out the side if you wanted. Um, but it just is a reminder to keep your mouth shut. It just, huh. you would actually have to take some effort to open your lips apart. How um, long did and, it take you? How long did it take you to get used to that? How many days? Uh, it, it was instantaneous. I mean, honestly, I did it and woke up and felt so much better that I, I knew it was good. It was just instant. And what's crazy is like, now my wife does it. My 10 year old daughter does it. Um, <laughs> it's like, were, were, it's you a, were you a it's snorer? Bizarre. Were you a I was, I was. And, uh, you know, my wife is infinitely happy. She preaches it. You know, she's like, I don't snore anymore. <laughs> she's going around town saying, yep. my, wife, my husband stopped snoring. Tape your mouth yep. shut. <laughs> Tape your mouth shut. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't know that our parents, when they were yelling at us, when we like, you know, when we when we let a little shit, you know, escape from our mouth, I'm going to tape your mouth shut. We didn't yep, know that that exactly. was like the future. And as salespeople, we're always told, you know, keep your mouth shut. Let let the other pros let their prospects start keep talking and let them and listen instead of just talk over them. See who knew it was prophetic. Oh my gosh, Thomas, are you able to speak again? If you are, unmute yourself. And Ricardo, oh there you go, Thomas. Come on back. Yeah, sorry, I I walked into a a known Wi-Fi spot and it switched over. Um. So you were I'm talking not sure about, exactly. You were talking about being in the military, and you know you were you were taught to breathe to deal with the fight or flight feeling, and then then that's when we lost you. Okay, so yeah, so it was you know four seconds in, hold four seconds, uh, release for four seconds, and then hold empty for four seconds. Um, and it, 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 I the the concept of left and right nose. Breathing is, is new to me. I found it very, very interesting. Um, but I, I also was a f like a professional fighter for a little bit. And I, I noticed that like once I entered that zone, I, I, you know, despite all the training, I would hold my breath. And then, of course, it would gas out. So I would focus on smiling, as dumb as it probably looked, uh, but it would, it would distract me enough from what I was doing to make me breathe. And it, it made a huge difference in my performance. So I'm, I'm really curious to try this yoga sort of left nose, right nose breathing concept. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see, try it, see what happens. Um, it, 
I have a feeling it may be more of a, 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 a distraction device more than a physical aspect of function, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, I, exactly. So, wow, that's very interesting. So, Stuart, can you join us? Stuart, also, John, has similar experiences to you. So, Stuart, first of all, did you read the book? I did the Cliff Notes version, and I heard an interview from him. Okay, and so he was, and so he was then, on... Right. And then you and then you taped your mouth shut at night. You know, the way he explained it, he was on uh, Fresh Air with Terry Gross. And it was a, it was a fascinating conversation because I gather he's a reporter, but his father's like a, a pulmonologist. So his father's actually a physician. So he's doing and writing this book and researching it as a reporter and a, and a researcher and an author. And he'd come to his dad and his dad say, well, yeah, we know about all of this because Buddhists have done this with breathing and, and all of this. But he, he told this part about sleeping and he said all about people being mouth breathers when they sleep. And if you're a guy, sometimes you're a, you're a snorer. So what I did was I got on Amazon, just like John did. I put in sleep tape and looked at ones that had the best reviews. Um, I put it on for the first time. And the interesting thing about it was uh, my wife, Nancy, told me that the next day she had to like wake up and look over because she thought I wasn't there because she didn't hear anything. <laughs> but I, I can tell you that you do get a different quality of sleep. There is a lot more energy. I, I, I wake up easily no grogginess nothing i mean you get a you get a great sleep and it's it's like john said you learn quickly i mean it's it's not it's not like a learning curve about putting it on your mouth and and sleeping it just becomes something you do one of the things i notice i don't do is i don't drink water when i wake up at night because there really isn't a way to do it but but when your mouth is closed you don't have this dry mouth Exactly. Exactly. 100%. 100%. I had a huge issue with that. I live in a really dry climate. And I had that cycle of like, mouth breathing, dry mouth, drink water, have to pee, more dry mouth, more water, more pee all up all night. And all of a sudden, all of that, that whole cycle's broken. It's like, I don't drink water, because my mouth isn't dry. I'm sleeping, I don't have to get up and pee. Um, Again, somewhat life changing. I think that one of the things, if you all could, you know, get on like TuneIn Radio or Fresh Air's podcast, the interesting thing about the whole interview is, I guess, before he got involved in this and interested, I mean, he'd been doing it for a while. He, what he did was he, he researched people who are, are, they take a breath and they go down in the water and they stay there for like two minutes. And he talks about that at the end of the interview. And anybody who thinks that, that that's not a muscle you can train has to hear that part of the interview because there's people who do this and they take a breath and they're going down deep diving without anything other than their own body and the breath that they took. And it's fascinating. That is fascinating. So everyone's typing in. So Laura's going to try the tape. Greg is going to try the tape. I know my sister is on. She's definitely trying the tape. You know, I should I should start selling the tape. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And Clubhouse. So yeah. And then and you know, it's so funny. He, he talks about in the book. I don't remember. And maybe John or, or Stuart or Greg, you can remember 
what did he say that he said, when you sleep with your mouth open, you pee more, you go to the bathroom more in the middle of the night, but it, he didn't say it had to do with drinking water though. It was some other reason. Do, do you guys remember that? Mm-mm. I don't remember, but I know that's a for sure end result. I mean, I, I chalk it up to the fact that I always have water next to me in bed and I'm usually drinking it. Now I don't. Um, so I don't, I'm, but yeah, it, it definitely breaks that cycle. Yeah. It's oh. just, I, I think it was just when, it, when you woke up, it just, the, the hormones get triggered in your brain and it's as if you're waking up again. So it's just when, when you are completely asleep, you don't have that sensation. So it's like your body wakes up, everything, it's, it just, it starts to cycle over again. So um, I, I think that was part of it. I'm, I'm trying to remember exactly, but I, I, I thought that was the, the reason. One thing I have to add about the tape is sometimes people can, you know, sit down and go to sleep and you try to do it where you, you close your mouth and you're like, oh, I, I just can't get a good breath out of, out of breathing through my nose. But the funny thing you realize is once you've taped your mouth up, whatever, whatever you're breathing is going on, it becomes much easier to breathe through your mouth, through your nose, I mean. Oh, for sure. Yeah, so here's another quote in the book. When the nasal cavity gets congested, airflow decreases and bacteria flourish. So when the nasal cavity gets congested, airflow decreases and bacteria flourish. These bacteria replicate and can lead to significantly more infections and colds and more congestion. Congestion begets conjunction, which gives us no other option but to habitually breathe from the mouth. So John and Stuart, have you been sick less since you've been doing the mouth taping? can't speak to that because I don't have sick days until unless I get the uh, coronavirus vaccine, which two times I've gotten sick. So, oh. uh, yeah, yeah, maybe similarly, I, I generally have stayed, you know, I, I don't get colds a lot, but I, I think what is being said makes total sense to me, though. It's, it's that it's hard to parse out what parts of this work. It's just the idea that once you're in the more positive cycle, all these good things, you know, so I, I couldn't differentiate. Um, I, I notice less congestion. I notice breathing better, but it's hard to tell what is exactly from what, but I think that's the idea is that all this stuff is fairly fundamental. I mean, that's where, you know, we're talking about like five and a half seconds in five and a half seconds out. I think the nuance of that is interesting, but I think the, the fundamental part is that, you know, breathing, consistently is so important and has an impact and it's it's no different than like people who meditate have a mantra well do this mantra or that mantra at the end of the day i think the fundamental part is if you're doing it you get benefit i think you know you can breathe in for five seconds or six seconds or hold or exhale i think they all have their benefits but i think in the end if you're doing any of it it's probably beneficial yeah he says he says the fix is easy breathe less but that's harder than it sounds. We've become conditioned to breathe too much, just as we've been conditioned to eat too much. With some effort and training, however, breathing less can become an unconscious habit. So John and um, Greg and Stuart, were you ever, did you guys ever do yoga or meditate? Like, were you already um, breathing practitioners or not? No, no, I was not. No. No, if it, I, I have trouble with the breathing exercises. I actually find them to be tedious. 
but I've been pretty, I've been very involved in sports and athletics my whole life. So I, I, in that sense, breathing is always, that's where it interests me is, you know, you've always known that you get out of breath, you slow your breath down, you breathe through your nose. You're always kind of like, you know, as a fighter that was mentioned by Thomas, in all those instances, you're always looking for a way to kind of calm yourself down. So only in that sense, if I sort of practice breathing. I find it fascinating that, that LeBron, um, and I knew this, but he's had a breathing coach since he was in high school. I remember this now when he was in, at St. V's in Akron. He's had a breathing coach since he was, and I, which is crazy to think. Wow. About. He, knew, he knew the importance of it. That's amazing. I didn't know that. More and more athletes. And I think Brady has one too. You know, here's another quote. The greatest indicator of lifespan wasn't genetics, diet, or the amount of daily exercise as many suspect. It is lung capacity. Oh, this is, it was, yeah, I'm so glad we kind of veered, Greg, we veered this month with this book, you know? Yeah. Right? And um, it was so interesting. It's so, I just, I just felt, felt bad that I was behind. I was literally jamming it in the last 24 hours. I got to finish this book before tomorrow at 1130. <laughs> Janet. I mean, the good thing about it is you can, the, the interviews, I mean, he's conducted all kinds of interviews and TED Talks that you can find on YouTube and then you can get gist of everything that he's talked about in the book. You know, the book goes into a lot more detail, but you can definitely get a lot more or at least a lot of the benefits of, of his philosophy and his approach from from the interviews. Um, I just I, I just find it fascinating. It, 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 it was a good it was a good pivot for us. Yeah, good, good pivot. Hey, Janet, did you read the hey, book? Beth. I did not read the book, but I just want to just chime in that breathing. I have learned also this year just how important it is. And and just you know, a few minutes ago, I got an email that it's like just breathe. It is so calming and so incredibly powerful for us. And so um, a ritual that I started at the beginning of this year was um, doing, I don't know if you all are familiar with the Calm app. Yeah. But it is, yeah, that is, that is a ritual for me every morning. And I just think it's a good preset to the day for staying calm and and, and breathing when you need to. And it is, um, it's interesting because it really is about breathing through your nose. So um, I'm glad I, I listened to this because I'm going to have to try that tape. My husband's telling me I'm snoring more. <laughs> so <laughs> I'll have to check it out. Um, but yeah, it's, I wanted to, when I saw the title, I just wanted to kind of listen in because um, it's just a huge stress reducer. And, so, and doing so, the, oh, the holding the breath, you know, I do that a lot, you know, breathing in, you know, to one count and then breathing out. And I'm not very good at the long exhale. And, and I've been told, don't, don't let that stop you just continue to breathe. So, 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 so uh, Janet Moore is from Virginia and uh, we are friends and we both have uh, boys. Uh, how about the that's whole, my need to breathe. <laughs> yeah. But how about, how about the fact, you know, you know, Mario, who absolutely has in the past struggled with ADHD. Yeah. He has not had his tonsils out. I, you know, I'm going to look into that. Yeah. You know what? Keep me posted on what you find there. Cause I, you know, I have that issue also. And, and Denver does. His, yeah. No, he hasn't had his tonsils out or his adenoids. No. Yeah. I'm no. going to do more research on that. I was looking, okay. I was listening to that. I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, I agree. <laughs> I'm going to check into that. Yes, for sure. 
So Laura, why do you want to put tape on your mouth? Do you snore too? I don't. I don't snore, but I have found myself. I wake up every morning and like my mouth is so dry. Um, and I've just, I've been a mouth breather um, consciously. I'm aware of this like my whole life. And reading this book, it was just so fascinating to me and eye-opening to see, um, I mean, the difference in just changing the way that we breathe and the health benefits associated with it. Absolutely. So Absolutely. I'm definitely going to try the tape just to, to get into that routine of breathing through the nose and not the mouth. There you go. There you go. Ricardo or Lori, would you guys like to speak up or anyone on Clubhouse? Would you guys like to speak up if anyone's read the book or has questions for us, those of us that have read the book? Would love any additional feedback or, or input. Oh, my sister, my sister who definitely, I love her, but she snores. Are you going to try the tape? <laughs> oh, I'm just dying over here. I hadn't jumped in. I just have one question. Would it help a lot if you kept tape on your mouth all day? <laughs> Okay, so I want to know, are you going to follow John and Stuart? I already have the tape. I already looked. I'm going to use it tonight. I can't wait. They're, they're going to sell out today. I'll always you for dinner. No, no, no. You have to, we have to go have our regular Friday night pizza. Oh, John and Stuart, I'm going to send you guys thank you notes because when we travel, I sleep next to her and she snores a lot. So. All that money. Oh, my God. Oh. All right. So Very I can't, funny. I can't wait to hear how my sister's first night of sleep with her mouth taped <laughs> closed is going to go. <laughs> All right. Thank you for coming up, Lee. All right. Yeah. Anyone else have anything or we will uh, close a little bit early today, but not before announcing our next book, but Greg, anything to close out about this book? Um, the only thing I will say is Never underestimate the power of the, the just of the brain and, and of your body. And uh, the this book, along with a couple others I've read, I mean, it just it just raises, just opens your eyes to just so much more of what you're capable of, and that you can train yourself to pretty much do anything, which I find fascinating. You know, you can train yourself to breathe. You can any any skill is trainable. I just I just want to know if you're going to I'm going to try the right nostril. So how would this work? I'm sitting in a negotiation with a leasing, you know, with for a lease and I plug up my right nostril so I can be more creative in my left nostril. <laughs> I think Doug, I think, John, you should do that and report back and let us know. I, I think <laughs> I need I to try. <laughs> Oh, I'm so glad you guys joined us today. So let me share next book. Next uh, month's book club is uh, the uh, the book on Amazon, the Everything Store, Store, and it is currently scheduled for March 12th. But I'm going to be at the 10x Growth Conference, so I'm probably going to change that date. Um, we're probably going to move it to Thursday because on March 19th, which is the following Friday, we have our Women's Investment Summit. So we're probably going to move next month to Thursday. So watch for that announcement. And um, I am 80% through that book already because when I was riding my bike in December, I figured what a what a great way to get through a 500 page book or how it's a very long book, but it's fascinating. 
Um, and now that Bezos has retired, you know, it definitely gives you some insight. He definitely talks about some of his other passions, which I think we're going to see uh, with Blue Origin and et cetera, that he's going to probably go into. So the everything store, but, but uh, I can promise you start reading it now because there's no way I could have read that book in 24 hours like I read Breathe in the last 24 hours. So I hope you guys enjoyed it. We, this will be um, recorded and put on um, the website for if you want to share it with anyone else. And we look forward to seeing you in March for the next book. And we'll send out the date. And thanks, guys. Have have a great day. Thanks, Beth. Thanks, for, thanks, Beth. thanks for coming, Thank John, you, and participating. Thank yeah. you. Have Bye. a great day. Bye. Thanks. Bye, Clubhouse. Thanks for joining.